Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for tonight. Speak to us in a way that we'll understand. Holy Spirit, visit every heart here present. Make us what you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Please sit down. That's a nice song. Nice, beautiful song. That he could not pull you back. Oh, wow. I like the song. I like the song. Yeah. Amen. Say another amen. amen. I think we should, we should enjoy it again. Huh? Next week, God willing, we'll enjoy it. Turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Tonight, just a simple Bible. Just a simple Bible um, discussion. Or I'm reading from verse 20 of Proverbs chapter 4. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. All right? Luke 24, I read verse 28. It says, And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? Why do thoughts arise? In your hearts. Amen. Tonight I just want to talk a little bit about our hearts. Alright. Our hearts. Are you ready to have a heart examination? Yeah. I want to talk just a little. It's not long. I've almost finished. If I came with ten scriptures. We've already done two. We are left with eight to go. Alright. But I want to talk about the heart. Okay. And here Solomon tells us. Keep your heart. With all diligence. It means work hard to protect your heart. Some version says guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. And then Jesus says in Luke that. Why are you troubled? And what is the cause of the trouble? The thoughts that are arising in the heart. Amen. Why is your heart important? Because the heart is the center of a thing. When we say it is in the heart of it, it means it's in the middle of it. It's in the center of it. In the same way for the human being, your heart is, is the center. The heart is the center of a person. Amen. That's where everything comes from. So it's important that we, we, we protect our hearts 
we build good hearts. Because everything, says, out of it are the issues of life. Do you see it? So, issues of life, what does it mean? The things you do, they all come from the heart. Hallelujah. So, here, Solomon is encouraging us to keep our hearts or to guard our hearts or to protect our hearts with all diligence. Your heart is like a tree. Jesus said in Luke 12, Matthew 12, 33 and 34, he says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil, tre- out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. Amen. So Jesus said, if the tree is good, it will bring forth good fruit. If the tree is bad, it will bring forth bad fruit. So if your heart is good, it will bring forth good fruit or good things. Amen. Amen. If your heart is evil, it will bring forth evil things. Hallelujah. That's why we have to work on our hearts. That's why we have to protect our hearts so that your heart is not corrupted. Do you see? Your heart doesn't become an evil heart. Just look at it. Those of you who have been in relationships for some time or before or a number of times or a number of relationships, you would attest that when the heart is filled with love, the attitude is different. Then when the love is also not there, the attitude is different. Amen. Amen. It's also different. Why? The heart is corrupted. When the heart is corrupted, it's like a computer. When there's a virus, you see, it starts eating up the files. And some things don't produce what you want them to produce. I remember a guy, he had a laptop. He used to make a lot of noise about his laptop. When he got, it was back in the day, Tabo and Becky's time. You know, and his laptop. And one day, his laptop got a horse. A Trojan horse. Like a certain horse. Anytime he opens the laptop, you see the horse is riding. Do you see? And we are waiting for the laptop to come on. And I watch the laptop, the horse will just be going. And I'm, I'll ask, when would the laptop, when, when will it start working? Like for us to use it. So there's a virus. I say, are you sure it's not the horse? So, so one day I ask, is it like when the horse is tired, then the machine can be used? Because when you turn it on, the light will come. Then all those windows, something, and then the horse will start riding. So anything you do stems up from your heart. So when your heart is good, you are likely to do good things. Do you see it? 
And when your heart is corrupted, you are likely to do corrupt, evil things. Amen. That's why you must guard your heart. You must guard your heart more than you even guard your head. Because the things you do don't necessarily come from your mind. They come from your heart. So the things that enter your heart, that's what influences you. That's what influences your behavior. That's what influences the way you do things or what you even do. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you get it? So everybody sitting here, you must work on your heart to develop a good heart. You see, even to serve God, God has to give us a new heart. Amen. Amen. My pastors, what is the scripture that tells us that God gives us a new heart to serve him? Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27. A new heart also. Stop clapping. Quote the scripture. You try to deceive me with clapping. This is where, this is where it all goes scripture. Give me the scripture. Stop clapping for me. Yes, a new heart. Uh-huh. And a new spirit. Will I put within you? So you had a stony heart. We have to take it out. Or else you cannot do anything for me. So I have to take out. The, so your heart can be stony. So God said, I will take out the stony. In giving you a new heart, I will replace the old one. Because without a heart also, you can't be alive. So I will take out the stony. So some of the, us who are extremely stubborn, maybe we are still operating on the stony heart. Stony, stony. Like the stony. We are still operating on the stony heart. And I'll take out the stony heart from out of your flesh. And I will give you a new heart. Now this heart is a different type of heart. It's not made of stone. It's made of flesh. Alright. Now what will that heart make you do? 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to do what? Walk in my statutes. And then what? It says, the new heart, what it will make you do is to keep my judgment, keep my statutes, keep my judgments and do them. So to even serve God, God has to give us a new heart. Because if he leaves the corrupted heart inside of us, we cannot serve him. We cannot even do well. Because everything we are going to do stems up from our heart. Do you see, heart is what? In Gapakat, you Glizi. Inclusio. Yes. It stems from the Inclusio inside. And the Inclusio is what is in the Gapakat. Yes. Inclusio in Gapakat or inside the Gapakat. Yeah. Yeah. Inclusio in How do you say it, please, so that I can say it confidently online? Gapakat in Glizio. What does it mean? How do you say it? Translate it to English. No, I'm saying the heart is inside you. English is your back heart. Yeah. It's inside. 
So we, 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 you see, so we have to protect this heart that God has given to us. Because that's what makes us serving. That's, this is why sometimes you come to the church when somebody can't get born against in the church. It's happy in the church. Then suddenly, after some time, begins to become funny. Something has entered the heart. Something has entered. Something that wasn't supposed to enter the heart. The security of the heart, the security system of the heart has broken down. And then something wrong has entered in. So you see that same person was jumpy, bubbly, happy, moving all over the place. Suddenly, makes a U-turn. And suddenly starts making funny comments like the church is not the same again. The church is not like what it was. As for the church, I mean, look, Connie, you have been in the church since um, Nelson Mandela got out of the prison. Do you see? When we came here, we were moving around all over the place and we finally came here. We tried to make some place the front. Is it this side that we tried to make the front? Uh But since we switched to make this side the front, the church has not changed again. It's been like that. If anything, we've just modified the colors. We've just changed the colors. We used to have orange. Orange and what? Blue. Or mustard and blue. Yeah, mustard and blue because we were doing color blocking. Then after some time, color blocking was out of fashion. So we changed to white. All white. Do you remember? All white and lights. Then after some time, we said we are tired of seeing just all white and light. So let's make the front into a disco and see. <laughs> These are just improvements of what we are doing. Do you, do you, do you get it? If you look present worship, we're playing a lot of drums, a lot of energy. We say now let's also introduce soundtracks to mix up with what we are doing to give it a certain push. It's also it's all, everything that has happened is an improvement. It's, to, it's an attempt to make what we are doing better. But the fabric of the church, the beliefs of the church, the setup of the church, the systems of the church, the programs of the church have not changed. They have no change. They have no change. So when you see the same person suddenly say that, and this person, something has changed in their heart. Something in their heart has changed. The same way, it's all of us. Anytime our hearts change towards something, as soon as it changes towards something, you see our behavior towards the thing changes. Do, 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 do you understand? The church is a good example to use. That's why I use the church. But it's the same if you look in your life. You will see when your heart changes. I mean, um, my children used to watch Ben 10. Ben 10. Their favorite. It's like if you don't bring Ben 10. It's like they, they can watch Ben 10. Ben, ben has been 10 now for years. He's never 11. But they watch it and watch it with say to watch it and never finish. Or say to was salty. Salty, the singing songbook. Yeah. So you see, so watch cartoons. Huh? Now when I tell them Ben 10, it's like, oh. Ben 10. They had a guy, they call him Austin Moon. They are saying, ah. There was a guy. Kobe, do you know Austin Moon? Yeah. Austin Moon. He used to be the guy. 
Now, do, do you know? Because I, I didn't grow up watching cartoons. When I was growing up, we didn't have cartoons. For a long time, we also didn't have even a television to watch the cartoons. No, no, no. We had a television, but it wasn't working. They are taking it to go and fix it. And it was never fixed till I grew old. Do you get it? So, I, I, the cartoons I know are not many. I know Tom and Jerry. I know Captain Planet. I think these two guys, I know them. Then I got a chance, the bear, the tiger, and others. Uh-huh, these type of National Geographic cartoons. Anyway, but, so when I know the name of a cartoon or this children's thing, then I learned it from my children. And they'll have to watch it a lot of times for me to remember the person. And the one person I remember is Austin Moon. Anytime I come from my room and I say, where is Austin Moon? And I, so, it, there was an Austin Moon season. Then suddenly it looks like Austin Moon is passed. You, how many of you know Austin Moon? You don't know Austin, Mobile, you know Austin Moon. Yeah, so when I come out, I know Austin Moon has blonde hair. So when I come, I say, that's Austin Moon. They say, that is not Austin Moon. I say, ah, where is Austin Moon? Because this guy, yesterday, you told me he's Austin Moon. Do you get it? But, ah, 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 look at a nice guy. So why do you make Austin Moon look like he's not a nice guy? But he's a nice guy. Can, can, you, can you capture it? Look at Austin Moon. Oh, what, what type of Austin Moon is this? Hey, please. Kobe, can you see Austin Moon? You can't get me an Austin Moon. Okay, no problem. No problem. Austin Moon, such a nice, dashing young man. Austin, but when I can say Austin, you'll be surprised that when I go home and I say this is Austin Moon, they'll say it's not Austin Moon. But when they move on from a particular cartoon, you see their attitude towards it changes. Hallelujah. Now God doesn't want your attitude towards him to change. Do you see it? Because you need your heart for so many, to, to even walk with God, to love God. You need your heart to love God. So God doesn't want your attitude towards him to change. So Solomon gave us advice that guard your heart, keep your heart, protect your heart so that you would always have a good heart. Amen. That you always, your heart never changes. Situations change, but your heart is still the same. So that we can serve him. So today, my children don't watch Austin, Austin Moon again. Now they are into, I don't know, Marvel, some other guys. Their hearts have moved from Captain Planet, moved from Austin Moon. But now they are with even the characters they are watching. I don't even know them. The way they change. Then there was a season that it was The Flash. Do you see, all of us are like that, but God doesn't want your heart to change. God wants your heart to stay the same with him so that your attitude towards him doesn't change. So tonight, just shortly as we close, this is just a a quick, it's something I was studying today. I felt that I should also share it with you. That's why I'm sharing it with you. Do you get it? So now, how... Do you keep your heart? How? Because they keep your heart with all diligence. How do you keep this heart? Number one, fill your heart with the word of God. What 
what is God trying to influence you in? In his word, in his laws, in his statutes, in his judgment. So let your heart be filled with the word of God. Colossians 3.15, the Bible says, And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The word of God should dwell where? Richly where? In your hearts. In your hearts. Anytime we hear the word of God, God is working on our hearts. God is, it's like what you expose your heart to. It's what you become. What you expose your heart to is what you become. So the more you expose your heart to the word of God, the more you, be, you come under the influence of God's word. Hallelujah. And he says, let the word of God dwell richly in your heart. It didn't say even in your head. Know that the word is, is, is in your head. David said, your word have I hidden in my heart. Not in my pocket or in my head or, or on my computer or on my tablet. But I've hidden it in my heart so that I don't sin against you. To sin means to transgress, to go into error. So that I don't go into error. When the thing is in your heart, doing it becomes easy. It's, nobody has to wind you. Uh, it's Bishop looking. How would I look? Even you don't, I don't have a channel which you appear on. What channel, channel are you on? Channel 23. I, I watch my channels that I watch, they are two, 200 and 203. You don't come on any of them. So it shouldn't be because Bishop is watching or my pastor is watching, but it should be something that is coming from your heart. So David said, thy word, your word, the word of God, I've kept it inside my heart so that I don't go into error. Yeah. I don't go because obeying it or doing what is right comes from my heart. What controls me is from my heart. Now, how does the word of God get into your heart? It starts from your head. Once it keeps anything that stays on your mind for a long time goes into your heart. Anything that stays in your mind, anything you are doing is something that has stayed in your mind for some time. It has entered into your heart. When it enters into your heart, you start to do it. You start to do it. You start to obey it. You start, whether it's good or bad. Any bad thing you are doing is being in your head for some time, then it enters. Any good thing you are doing is being in your head for some time, it enters into your heart. Hallelujah. So if you can let the word of God go through your mind for a long time, it will seep into your heart. Even memorizing the word of God helps it to go in. Because if you can't remember, how does it stay on your mind? For, how does it even stay there long enough to drop into your heart? How does it stay there to be able to enter into your heart? Because it's only when it has entered into your heart that it starts to influence your life. But if it's just in your head, there are things, how many of you have started doing things, you do it for a little while, then you stop? You have even forgotten. It's like, it's later when somebody talks, I, remember, ah, I used to do this. 
hair. And you started to do it from your head. Do you see? And because you were doing it from your head, after some time, just... But when it's coming from the... What did you say the Gapakati is? Ecclesia. When it's coming from the Ecclesia, you see that there's something that drives it. Something that drives it. It's like a girl who's in love. No matter what you say, they can't understand. Oh, no, no, no. The obvious is not obvious to them. Why is it so? Love. I said, the obvious is never obvious to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The obvious is not obvious to them. Many years ago, um, when I met my wife, she had finished school. She, she... She was going to be a pharmacist. Her mother was a pharmacist. going to join the family business. I said, come, I'm taking you to the Zulu land. Because of love, she followed a young man like me to the Zulu land. Abandoned her mother and father and all the dreams that they have for her. And followed a young, lanky man. Recently, I saw a picture of me. I wondered, why would anybody follow me? No, Saturday. One of my old school friends sent me a picture of when we were on university campus. When I saw me tall like I'm going to heaven without any flesh on my skin. Yeah. Musaistic picture. I said, why would anybody follow this guy? That's number one. And follow him to a strange land. The Zulu land. Proud to that all the only Zulu we knew, two Zulus we knew at that time, one was Shaka Zulu and the other one was Mungusutu Butelezi. Only two Zulus. Butelezi is Zulu, yeah. We didn't even know Zuelitini. Zuelitini is the one who died, yeah. We didn't know um, His Excellency. His Majesty Zuelitin. We didn't know. All we knew was Shaka Zulu and Mangosutu Butelezi. And he was always fighting. Did you get it? And Bishop, you didn't know me. I didn't know you, please. <laughs> we knew Nelson Mandela Lucky Dube, Yvonne Chaka Chaka. We didn't know Brenda Fass. Brenda was not big outside South Africa. It's like Simpiwe Chabalala. If we start talking about football, you all mention Simpiwe Chabalala, but nobody knows him anywhere. Nobody knows him anyway. The only thing that brought him into the global light is when he scored the first World Cup goal and Peter Drury made a lot of noise about it. That's all. Until then, nobody knew him anyway. The one we knew was Lucas Radebe, um, Benny McCarthy, Mark Fish. Uh-huh, those people. Dr. Kumalo, Shoes Moshoi. Those are the people we knew. We knew. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Love, love. You are trying to spoil a good message, you guys. I'm watching you. We are preaching a nice message. You want to make it about you. Ah. 
Yeah. Love will make you follow. You, you, if it's not coming from the heart. But when the heart is moved. Let the word of God enter into your heart. Hebrews 4, 12, what does it say? It talks about the strength of the word of God and how far piercing the word of God is. This is, the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow and the descent of the, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the word of God can make a, an operation inside your heart. Inside your heart. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. God's word has a way of influencing the soul. And the soul is your heart. Your heart. Because sometimes when the Bible says your heart, we don't know whether it's talking about your mind. Sometimes it says the mind of your, your heart. Uh-huh. We don't know talk about the mind. So the soul is what captures everything together. It says God's word is perfect. It can change the soul of somebody. So let the word of God dwell in you and let it go into your heart. Anything you see in the Bible that you want, let it go into your heart. You can't stop fornicating because you have not accepted and put it into your heart that God says you are his temple and fornication and cleanness, which includes people squeezing your breast during the daytime and everything, should not be once named among you. Oh, Pastor, but we didn't do anything. It just, it just brushed across the... It's also part of uncleanness. I don't know why you are laughing. Let's go to the next thing. I said it's a short family. Family, family, family. So let the word of God go into your heart. Let it go into your heart. If it's about tithing, let it go into your heart. If it's about fruitfulness, let it go into your heart. If it's about kindness, let it go into your heart. If it's about serving God, let it go into your heart. If it's about forgiveness, let it go. Whatever it is about, let it go into your heart. When it goes into your heart, it will become easy to do. Oh, so you say, oh, Bishop, you see, I agree with the Bible. The Bible says we must forgive, but as for this girl, mm, mm, what she did, Bishop, mm, you have not, you see, you don't understand what I'm saying. If you know my, Bishop, it's very easy for you to say because you are a man. If you were a woman, or if you are in my shoes, you will understand what I'm saying. This is very, please, it's very different. Please, please, Yeah. But if the thing enters into your heart, that's where you will see that you, 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 it will become easier to do. It's difficult. You cry. You not say because it's in your heart, doing it becomes easy. No. But it's, it's possible to do it. But if it's not in your heart, it's just in your head. You even decide to forget about it. So suddenly you don't remember that particular part of the Bible. 
suddenly you don't remember that part of the Bible. Meanwhile, when we had not asked you, you were quoting that part to us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. What is your name? For God has not given us a spirit of How old are you? For God has not given us a spirit of How many of you will let the word of God enter into your heart? Your life is made up of every, anything that has gone into your heart. Yeah. Number two. I'm giving you four quick keys in, 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 in 15 minutes. The second thing. Cast down evil thoughts. Remember we are protecting the heart. So cast down or cast out evil thoughts from your mind. Jesus said, and he said unto them, why are ye troubled? Luke 24, 28. And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Why do these type of thoughts arise in your hearts? What are the thoughts? Good thoughts? If good thoughts are coming into your heart, nobody will have a problem with it. Your heart will not be troubled. If good thoughts are coming to it's when evil thoughts come into your heart. That's when your heart is troubled. Matthew 15, 17 says, do, ye, do not ye yet understand that whatsoever enters the mouth into the belly is cast down. Means whatever goes into your mouth, you go to the loo and then it goes away. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile a man. It's like the thing that comes from the heart is what destroys a person. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies, and it goes on and on and on. A lot of relationships are destroyed when evil thoughts come into the heart of a person or one of the, 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 the partners or persons involved. Now, when I talk about relationship, it can be one-on-one relationship or group relationship or whatever. As soon as you start having evil thoughts, that's when you start, distraction starts. As soon as you start having it, that's when distraction starts. But when you always have a, a pure heart, good thoughts, anything that happens, it's like it doesn't defile you, it doesn't destroy you. And also evil thoughts, they, why do we say cast them down? Because evil thoughts, they pass through everybody's mind. Oh yeah, they pass through every... I mean, you can't control how many birds pass on top of your head. But you can decide which bed lands on your head. Yeah, also a bird, eagle can fly over, uh, what other, dove can fly over, pigeon can fly over, are there any other, pelican can fly over which a vulture, even a vulture can fly over, but you cannot allow a vulture to come and land on your head. It has sat on your head, it has made a nest, and it has gone to bring its friends. It says it's doing housewarming on top of your head. No, it can't. So, so evil thoughts, 
They occur to every, and sometimes, depending on the mood you are in and the situation you are in, when you are hungry, that's where thoughts of food begin to occur to you. Do, do you get it? Depending on the situation you are in. When you are hungry, when food, thoughts of food come to your mind. When you are full, food is one of the last things you think about. Do you get it? So depending on your situation and the type of thoughts that come to you, so as for thoughts, they come. They come. But you don't allow them to settle in you. Don't allow them to settle over your head. As soon as it comes, you cast it out. Hey, come on. What, what do I mean cast it? You stop thinking about it. Because once you keep thinking about it, you will soon do it. You will still do it. It will sip, it will be there, then it will slip in. You see, it's like between the mind and the heart, there's a small membrane, semi-permeable membrane. Yeah, it's there. So anything that stays in the mind for a very long time slips through. That's osmosis, ne? Yeah, through a semi-permeable membrane. Do you get it? So it's like there's a small gap. So you are there. Maybe you see somebody, uh, somebody, somebody's marriage not working. And then suddenly the thought will occur to you that, hey, me too. Or like, you see, maybe, maybe let, me, let me talk about husbands. You see, somebody's husband fooling around. The thought can come into your mind. Depending on whether you are a lady or you are a guy. If you are a guy, a thought can come into your mind. Which comes into the minds of guys, married guys all the time. Yeah, but the question is, do you keep the thought there or you stop thinking about it? Because as you keep thinking about it, it's beginning to build roots. They're gradually to be putting pressure on the membrane. You see, the membrane is like a lining. That, uh-huh. So it will be, but remember, in the lining, there's a, there's a gap. Small is small. You can't see it. When you look at it like this, you can't see. That's why I say semi-permeable. It's almost like you can't see it. They are poor. It can go through. You see, like the sieve. It can go through like So when it stays there for a long time, you see it pass through. Inside. Then it has gone into the, the gapakati of the heart. It has the zeal they told us about. Ecclesio, they told that there is city in the Ecclesio. Once it enters into the Ecclesio, it becomes a problem. Yeah, it becomes now your heart becomes troubled. That's why it says, Why are you troubled? Jesus said to them, Why are you troubled? John 14, when Jesus said, Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, you all. Believe also in me. I go to prepare a place for you. He said, don't be disturbed. Because from John 13, Jesus started to tell his disciples that he's going to die. Jesus stopped teaching in John 12 to his disciples. And from 13, he knew that the devil had entered into Judah. So he started to prepare for his death. So he told his disciples, don't let your heart be troubled. He said, hey, if Jesus is gone, what will we do? What's going to happen to me? What do, what do? Don't be troubled. The, the trouble is in the heart when something evil, something that's not right, enters into the heart. So once it comes into your mind, cast it out. 
cast it out. Stop thinking about it. You are a product of what you have been thinking about. When I say a product, your life is the result of what you have been thinking about. Amen. I said our lives are a result of what we have been thinking about. So in my evil thoughts, don't let them say, eh, you know, your pastor doesn't like you. Take it out of your mind. It's an evil thought. Soon, if it gets into your heart, it will influence your relationship. Hey, me, as for me, my family, they don't like me at all. If it passes through your mind and it enters into your heart, it will influence the way you deal with them. Oh, soon. Hey, Pastor, have you not seen families that they don't like? Yes, I know they are demon-possessed families, but why should it be your family? Why should your family be the specimen of it? Why should it be? Why should it be? And sometimes some of these thoughts, if you are to analyze it a little more, you will see how, 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 Useless they are. Yeah, how useless they are. How, how useless they are. When you did not have anything, we liked you like that. Is it now that you have something that we will say we don't like you? Even economically, it doesn't make sense. I say it again. When you had nothing, when we met, you were unemployed. You have nothing. We even have to help you. We liked you like that. Then now that you have something, we don't like you. How can we? Are we that stupid to stop liking you now that you have something? Haters. That's why I'm saying that. Sometimes when you think about these things a little deeper, you will realize that they are all just, they, they have no relevance. Yeah, when you are broke, you are broke like a church mouse. We still allow you to be the church mouse. Then now that small is coming in, that you will pay a little tithe. Is this the time for us to say we don't like you? When you didn't have a beloved, that all the time you are in our houses eating our food. Is it now that you found a beloved that our food will, will rest? That we will say we don't like you? Number three, number three, we want to close. But let me read the scripture to you. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through God. Second Corinthians 4, 10, 4 and 5. To the pulling down of every strong, casting down imaginations and high things that exalt themselves above the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we have the ability to cast down imaginations and thoughts. We are captives of our thoughts. If you're always thinking of things that lead to fear, you will become somebody who is fearful. 
If you are always thinking about things that lead to fornication, you will become somebody who's always troubled with fornication. Yeah, it will become a major. Your heart. Remember that scripture, Luke 24, 38. Said, Why is your heart troubled? It will, it will become a trouble in your heart. Evil thoughts. So every evil thought that the devil puts in you, take it out. Take it out. Number three, think on the right things. Think on the right things. Engage your mind on the right things. Philippians 4, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Engage your mind on pure things. Engage your mind on good things. Engage your mind on things that are true. Things that are of a good report. What, when we say a good report, what do we mean? If we were to open your mind right now and see what you are thinking, you will be happy that we know that this is what you are thinking. Things that are of a good report. If we were to open your mind, mind chapter 3 verse 14, the thought we will see there, it should be something that we should be able to share with everybody. David said, my heart indicted a good matter concerning the king. He said, my heart is having good thoughts about the king. Think of good things. Amen. He said, my heart is having good thoughts referring to the king. My heart indicted a good matter concerning the king. It's like when, they, when I think of the king, I think I have good thoughts. The things that are true. What you are thinking about, is it true? Things that are honest. What you are think, thinking about, is it honest? Things that are of a good report. Things that are pure. Are, 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 are what you are thinking pure thoughts? Hello? I'm preaching a nice message. I don't know why you guys are making it. <laughs> yeah. Things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely. Are there things you are thinking full of love? Are they lovely? Are they lovely thoughts that you are having? Or they are thoughts that are loveless? But the thoughts I'm having, they are love for, for somebody. But love, they are lovely. <laughs> Is there somebody you are having lovely thoughts about, lovable to you? Are you allowed to love such a one? <laughs> number four, I close with number four. <laughs> Give your heart to the right things. Give your heart to the right things. Give your heart to the right thing. Solomon said, Ecclesiastes 1.13, he says, And I gave my heart to seek and set out by wisdom concerning all things 
that are done under heaven. This sore travail had God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. Ecclesiastes 7, 25 says, I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reasoning of things and to know the wickedness of folly, even the foolishness, even of foolishness and madness. What did Solomon say? I gave my heart to wisdom. That's why we know Solomon for wisdom. What do we know Solomon for? Wisdom. Why do we know him for wisdom? He gave his heart to wisdom. Whatever you give your heart to, you become it. Give your heart to dressing, that's what you will become. So give your heart to the right things. Give your heart to what? The right things. So that your heart can be protected. If you give your heart to filthy things, you will become filthy. You will develop a filthy heart and you will become filthy. But if you give your heart to good things, your heart will become good. You will develop a good heart and you will bring out good fruits. Hallelujah. An evil man out of the evil treasure, a man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. And a good man out of a good treasure of the same heart brings forth good. May your life bring forth good things as you keep your heart and you protect your heart. Finally, why must you keep your heart? Because God looks at our hearts. God in his dealings with us, he looks at our hearts. When Samuel went to find a king in 1 Kings, 1 Samuel 16, he told, when he tried to choose any, he saw the nice guys take tall. He said, this is, this is the king. God said, no, I've rejected this one. Then God explained to Samuel. An experienced prophet like Samuel, God explained, said, look, man looks on the outside, but God, Pastor Mzee, God looks at the heart. God looks at your heart. God is looking at our hearts. That's why we must work on our hearts. So tonight, I just came to share this, my simple Bible study that I had this afternoon with you. That Let us guard our hearts. Protect your heart. Do you get it? Protect your heart. Guard your heart. Build your heart. Let your heart be right. When your heart is right, the fruit that will come out will be right. Some of you thought, the heart is just supposed to fall in love. But I'm going to fall in love with a boy. <laughs> you can use your heart for more than that. Today I'm talking about the heart. Oh, Bishop is going to talk about love matters. Please, there's more you can do with your heart than falling in love with a boy. Or hoping that a boy will fall in love with you. But may you develop a good heart in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Pray tonight, ask the Lord to purify your heart. Ask him to purify your heart tonight. Purify our hearts tonight. In the name of Jesus, purify our hearts tonight. Purify every evil thought in our hearts. Lord, rid our hearts of it. Rid our hearts of it. Rid our hearts of it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Purify every heart that is here tonight. Make our hearts pure. Make us pure in heart. 
Make us pure in heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. 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 Nepalosi malota sebaka. Nimpola bakembola. Rambola baba. Bronde revesi baba. Romila baba baba. Bronde bala. Malosi ba. Mayala baba. Rote melebe. Purify my heart, Lord. Purify my heart, Lord. Purify my heart, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Every heart represented here, Lord. Purify our hearts. Make us clean. Make our hearts pure, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Ready to do. your word dwell in our hearts richly Lord in the name of Jesus that it will influence our lives positively Lord we thank you we bless you in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen why don't you say your loudest amen Amen. hallelujah pray this prayer with me tonight say dear Lord Jesus I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me 
for all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.